listening to the I'll Make You Pancakes podcast, where hospitality comes with hotcakes, with your host, Kenesha Fisher. Good afternoon, Griddle Guardians. Glad to have you in the building today. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again. I'm your host, Kenesha Fisher. As always, I am a pancake because I'm a fluffy hot mess, golden brown, served burnt side down most of the time. So (laughs) thank you for tuning in yet again. Here's another week on the podcast. Today's guest is definitely going to please. We're going to act a whole fool because we go way back back in the time, like Blackstreet said. I mean, all the way back to like elementary school, big glasses, ridiculous, you know, losing teeth, acting a fool. I think both of our parents have pictures of us that neither one of us wish anybody had. So I'm gonna have to introduce my great friend, Dominique McMurray in the house. How you doing? What is up? (laughs) I'm so happy to be here talking to my homie. Dude, like when I say we go back, we go back. Yeah. All the way. Like, our parents go back. That's how far back we go. We go back. Yeah, they because our dads were fraternity brothers. And our moms were roommates, mm-hmm. which is frightening when you think about those four anywhere together doing anything, which just doesn't sound apart. healthy. It's not good. Oh, it's really dangerous. So not only did our parents kind of go through their college experience together, you're just a few years older than me. So they started having kids together. Your little brother's younger than mine. My little brother's younger than yours. Your little sister's older than my little brother. So... Our families really merged for a very long time, and it was hilarious because all of us, every single one of us, parents included, are hilarious. Yes. We could start a whole comedy show just with our, what, four, five, nine people, and people, we would sell out every week. It would just be called The Things That Are Wrong With Us, (laughs) or or, Why Are You Like This? (laughs) What is your problem? Why didn't you get hugged enough? Someone diagnosed this. (laughs) Please do, because this is inappropriate. So that's all we've ever done our entire life is clown and act a fool. And I learned more from Dominique than I've probably learned from most people. Like the first time I saw your encyclopedias, I was like, why are these backwards? What is wrong with you? She's like, that is how left hands keep their keep their books. And I was like, what is And I looked at her, I was like, so what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean it's backwards? I was Justin Bieber up in there. What do you mean? (laughs) He taught me how to throw Barbie dolls at an open window. It was fun time. We got in in so much trouble. Wait, do you remember when Keenan was was trying to say the word frog? (laughs) He kept saying it, but he was not pronouncing it correctly. (laughs) And we almost peed our pants laughing. (laughs) You remember when your sister was in that whole body cast? We were scratching her with straws and pulling her in a wagon? She gave me the chicken pox (laughs) while she was in that cast. I just want y'all to know that. How did she get the chicken pox? I don't even know how she got them. But she gave them to me. She got them from the cast. It was like the dead of summer. Okay. And I'm just covered in Oh my gosh. See, like, this is why you should vaccinate your kids. Because now kids don't even get the chicken pox. Boom. That's good. Now chicken what? Chicken pox are the worst. They were. I got permanent scarring from the chicken but pox. wait a minute. The funny thing is scared the crap out of our parents. Oh, no. Because that shingles virus commercial. <laughs> and it's their generation. Hey, all y'all getting the chicken pox. Y'all was laughing at us. Now like, what? Call my dad up. Dad, do you know the shingles virus is still inside of you? <laughs> at any point, it could pop like, up. What? Can I get a varicella virus right now? Can I get an immunization? We're the lucky ones trying to tell you, which we're going to talk about why we are the lucky ones. We Being the lucky. age that we are, we are the winners for real. So first of all, what we have to do is we have to star rate this breakfast. So on this podcast, we do it in pats of butter. One pat of butter means that you actually didn't eat the food. You just threw it under the table. When you leave, I'm going to have to clean it up. <laughs> 
Five pats of butter means that it was so good that you hit my dog in the mouth when she sniffed your fingers after you ate it all before you could digest it. So what do you give your pancake breakfast this morning? Like 10 stars. Boom. Oh, my gosh. All Come on. Burr, 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 burr. I just killed the game. I'm, a, I'm really happy to hear that. Yes, it's one of my favorite things to cook, so I'm glad that you Pancakes enjoy everything. Are like, it's one of my favorite things to eat and bacon. Hey, so I just fulfilled all of your dreams right here. Yes. Who needs Bacon a husband? Wife. Just get you a Kanisha. That's amazing. Anywho. So, I told you when the zombie apocalypse come, I'm coming to live here. And I told you, I'm just going to pour some hot sauce on my, on my head and be like, come on, zombies, get this brain. I'm out. Because I'm not, I, suspense isn't for me. Dude, you're not leaving me in this house making soap and building things. No, you're not. That's how the, if I have, I can't do it. I can't do it. I am not zombie bait. Trust me. It's not good for me. So today's subject that we're actually going to be talking about, the first uh, subject that Dominique brought to the table was um, about Generation X and how what started the whole conversation between me and her was there was this infographic that comes across the news that was absolute garbage. So it had everybody broken up into age ranges. So it's like the millennials and then it went straight to like baby boomers and then like I don't know, whoever was before that. The greatest generation. Yeah. Which is, that's the only generation that I'm really impressed with. Which is? The greatest generation. Which Our is who? Our grandparents' generation. Understand something. These are the most fearless people. That's why they're crazy. That's fine. Because they were not afraid of any, like, you could throw a live alligator at my grandma right now. <laughs> like, at her face. Okay. She's going to be like, what you, I'm going to cook it. You're gonna and get, then make shoes. What? You're going to get whooped. Yeah. For throwing alligators in her house. But you got these but alligators in she's here. Gonna, everybody's getting an alligator belt. Yeah. Hands down. later. Hands down. They're not and, and for some reason, there's alligator stew. You didn't even know she had a recipe, but it tastes great. I'm like, this is good. Like, I ain't never had alligator, but this is amazing, Granny. But that's just how, that is the, that's what they are. That's what they are made of. I think when you go through a depression, so when you have an entire time called a depression. Yes. Plus you've got the civil rights movement. And they in couldn't full, drink. They couldn't drink. You got the prohibition. You got all this stuff going down. I think you have to get creative with what you can and cannot do. So cool. We can shout out our grandparents. I mean, for real, the boomers, they had their moment. They, they, they made a lot of things happen. Music. They did go, they, they killed music. They had that hands down, hands the down, best music ever made. They did That's come it. and put all this carpet over this hardwood though, which is the full. Right. Then they canceled it out with shag carpet. Mm. Okay. And that iridescent posters. I don't know. And orange. Everything was so orange. And, and wood wick- paneling. And the wicker furniture. What? Mm. It's like not? they ran out of everything. And the What we got left? Sticks. <laughs> Let's make two chairs out of all these little sticks. <laughs> what happened? What? Who was the person who was like, you know what's going to be, be big? Wicker. <laughs> I hope his last name was Wicker. They all what do you call this? Oh, uh, it's a Wicker chair. <laughs> it sticks, bro. This is just sticks. I'm like, you made a chair out of leftover sticks, right? Like they left, like you left the window open while they was cutting grass, <laughs> and that's how you got your first. There's a little and like, pile in your, in your dining room. He was like, I can make furniture out of that. Like a chair. We're gonna do throw on some Hendrix. I'm feeling creative. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not gonna make it through. We're not gonna make. So with that. Dominique and I almost immediately text each other. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. We got completely, not only did they leave out the name of it, like they just completely left off the years. Like we didn't exist. Did nobody have a baby from like 65 to about 81? Nothing. Nothing. Nobody's nowhere. We didn't have none. (laughs) We didn't exist. So what we are here to do is we're here to talk. That summarizes us in a nutshell. (laughs) We didn't even exist. Who are you? Who are you? And where did you come from? So we are here to talk about the fact that not only is Gen X, excuse you, a thing. 
Yeah. But we are alive. We are cool. We are still doing big things. We are the most resilient, minus our grandparents, because yes. I mean they still they still have it they up. They were on resilient us. and they could build stuff. Yeah, we're like, resilient. We could order, do stuff. Anytime you order an entire house from Sears, okay, <laughs> and just was like, you know, I'm gonna be not too busy this weekend, Brad. You wanna come over and help me build my Sears house? I'm like Bob, are you going to the game? No, my house is coming. I'm gonna build that. <laughs> build my Sears house. You wanna come? You can come help. But it looked just like the picture when you sent that pic. I was like, what? Did Bob do? Yeah. And he the, built a house. They're still standing. You can, be, there are Sears kit houses everywhere. And I'm like, that's impressive to me. It's they're beyond resilient. impressive. Like I sweat for three weeks to build a table and Bob built a whole house and they live in it. And it looks nice. Yeah. He ain't got no water damage. But let me tell you about Bob and Jean. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Bob and Etta. Okay. Bob and Etta, Bob went to war. Bob All went right. to the war for sure. World War II. Mm-hmm. So he's over there just giving Germany the business Heat. he's fighting the japanese he's like what what, what you need pop off who you finna try <laughs> and they were only like 18 and 19 years old when they were sent over here to see this horrible stuff struggling okay. they already had two kids by then some of them yeah. some of them just went straight from high school jeez so the factories were empty nobody was i'm like so they had to change it over mm-hmm. you know who built the planes that would be and Etta. the weapons that and the parachutes Etta, Etta and her friends and they was killing it they put their little Little bonnets on. Little, this, little, we can do it. Little, little bandanas tied in the front like Tupac. <laughs> you. <laughs> they was in here building this. So yeah, women went into these warehouses and built. They did work, and I think we will never be able to discount the amount of manual physical labor that right. our grandparents' generation had to do. Because half the things we have didn't exist. The right. cre- the creation the the um. Engineering, the engineering mind, the way that they had to overcome life hurdles and make them into something that was doable. Mind you, they were rudimentary at best, Mm -hmm. but just the clear definition. And they worked for a long time. There was so much detail Mm -hmm. that went into it. So then you have our parents' generation who really reaped the benefits from that. They saw all these things and they were able to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. You have uh, kind of your first generation, like like when the iPod came out, it had all the buttons, and then Steve was like, "Get rid of these buttons. Just use the wheel. We got this. Use the one button." It was like going from all those buttons to one button, so you knew what should happen, and and, and our parents made it happen, which was cool. And they had a little bit of creative spirit mixed in with their ingenuity from their parents. Mm-hmm. And then you got the millennials. Look, I, I'm not going to come in here and poo-poo on all millennials. No. They're not. Mm, okay, I'm related this is to hard. a bunch of them. Yeah, little brother. I got cousins. And the millennials have it hard. I'm not going to lie. They have their moments, the little special snowflakes that they are. We get it. They, they trying. If you were born after 1985, we love you. We really do. Y'all crazy. <laughs> if you were born in the 90s, look. I don't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> You need a hug and a sandwich because y'all are nuts. They just now turned to 20. They're all crazy. And I'm like, pray for the world. Oh, gosh. And it's really rough. They're huge. Like, there's 75 million boomers. There's 80 million millennials. We're trapped. We're in the middle with our hands over our ears. Just We're literally up, the ham up. and a sandwich with two sides of moldy bread. So, with that. And what is it? Mayo chump? Decided to start blending mayo with stuff. You got mayo, you got mayo chup, which is ketchup mayo, and then you got like mustard chup. Like the word chup should not exist. It sounds like something you're gonna find on SpongeBob. Shouldn't it be like the chum bucket with chup sauce? Yes. <laughs> Let me get a crab head at <laughs> with Put chup some mayo sauce. chup on it. Sauce. <laughs> we like. Huh? Uh, I, can't I don't do think it. We, I don't think we did that. I think <sighs> that no. 
Gen-, so, Gen X did not do that. Gen X has this amazing capability to because in all honesty, I think the reason why we're left out is because people really don't understand everything that happened to us, what happened because of us, and what still is in place because of us. Mm-hmm. So Gen X, what I was doing some reading, if you were born in this generation between 1965 and 1985, you were the first generation that we, we call them the hybrids. So we understand how to work a um, an out. Al- we, we can we can put an album on, and you know we can make it play, but we can also use a USB. Yeah, we had we were the first ones to have computers in our classrooms, mm-hmm. um, and we also had the first laptops. So you have these things to where we were able to. We, we were the first ones to have a house phone, to have an actual rotary phone, and have a cell phone before we yes. were in our twenties. So this hybrid combination of things made us so resilient to be able to reach across both platforms. We get where our parents are coming from. Yeah. We also understand what struggles the younger people have. Yeah. But to just wipe us out of existence, like we aren't amazing? So show light. What are some of the things that you feel people really need to realize that Gen X brought to the table and like would not be the same if it wasn't for us? Google. Uh, well, okay, show's over. That's it, just Google. Twitter. There's Twitter. And we can't live without Twitter. That's true. Because Twitter genuinely tells everybody off on a regular basis. But see, we did it the way we always do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, was a, he was Generation X. He did it the way we do things. The guy who made it Twitter. Yeah. yeah. We show up to the party with something cool, and then we just leave. <laughs> leave our thing at the party. Like, hey, I brought some beer and a keg. Here's some matches. <laughs> Live fireworks. I gotta go. And then like two hours later, we ride back by the house and we're like, why is it on fire? (laughs) I just left them with beer matches and, you know, just propane gas tank. Because we're just like, okay, you said we had to do it. We did it. Go away. That's just how we are. Yeah. We, but we make it happen, and it's always amazing. We bring things to the table that are innovative, that are new. Yes. We don't have a whole bunch of follow through, which is kind of disturbing. We do not. And we don't, we don't have forward thought process. We do the minimum amount to make it work. <laughs> like, it's us and stop signs. Mm-hmm. We're going to pause who, that who stop Who actually sign. stops, though? I pause. I mean, I... But you know, I flunked my first driving test because I rolled the stop sign because that's what I had seen everybody else do. Really? Like, completely stop. I was like, does it... I mean, does it matter? <laughs> does it actually matter? And Did I, had, I have to stop? I had the biggest, scariest person, like state trooper or whoever that person is at the license place. Mm. Huge lady, right? Like she's like 300 sitting in the seat next to you, just staring. Okay. What's that lady's name? Oh, no. On oh, SpongeBob? No, no. Oh, the, the fish secretary. Lady? What's her name? Oh, the one that. Sarah Sanders. Oh, Sarah gosh. Huckabee Sanders. She's. Whew. Okay, picture her. I just want to give her a hug. But with a with like fair a barb faucet wire. do. No. Yeah. That sounds. No. With bad ends. Poor thing. She's huge. She was going through She's, it. This is when I passed it. I'm in my little uniform, mm-hmm. just like, taking oh <laughs> the driver's test. But you know what? I parallel parked. I did everything great. My Maybe. dad taught me how to parallel park like an hour before mm-hmm. between two shopping carts at Kroger. Nice. So I had it. It was still fresh in my mind. I was like, I got this. Yeah. yeah. Hey. That's the other thing. We're the last generation of the one, the Cadillac term. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we were the last the ones who drove a car that was a city block long. Because, like, our parents had these cars to wear seat. What did you need a car seat for? I have a picture of me in a car seat. It's a contraption. Like, there's no way I was safe. The metal bar. Yeah. And, yeah. What were you doing? If you hit something. Abdomen gone. Whole abdomen. 
impaled you on a car severed at the waist. <laughs> we got two babies now, a top and a bottom, Kanisha. It just, it was not safe. There was nothing safe it about it. It was like a chair. Let's use it to make something. <laughs> or like, the, when you were in that car, it took 20 minutes before you could feel the air conditioner. You were there. If you had air conditioning. A lot of times we You did. rolled in wind. We know how to crank a window. Roll the window down. What? This doesn't happen. Now. If we put our kids in a car with roll down windows, they would all suffocate. Yeah. Within 20 minutes. They would have no It's idea. so hot. How do I out? Where's the air? Dead. All of them. All of them. Just passed out. Done. <laughs> they couldn't. How much? And those big cars, dude, you could hit. You could hit a federal building. You could play chicken with a semi. <laughs> and you With dude, an Amtrak. The semi is done. Over. It's the, over. The whole first, front end crumbled, crumbled in. Our, the, look, the, the, our car is fine. <laughs> Sinbad did a stand-up one time. And he was talking about his grandmother had this deuce and a quarter. Because yes. that's, that's the car. Deuce and a quarter. And he said, she, she said, if you hit a rabbit in a deuce and a quarter, it just blew up. Like the whole rabbit just caught on fire. Just poof. He said, if you hit a deuce and a quarter in any car today, your car immediately stops, bursts into flame. The rabbit gets up. Hey, do you see me hopping in a street? And then hops away. It's true. Hops away. I watched a guy, no lie, because people just treat this street like it's Kentucky Speedway. This guy hit my neighbor's little, um, uh, he's got like these stone pillars. His whole house is weird. He's got these stone pillars out in front of his house. This guy, not paying attention, trying to get around somebody, just, uh, just take, just scars up the whole front side of his car, dents it in real bad. No joke. He pulls in. Uh, apparently, he knew my other neighbor, so he pulls into their neighbor into their driveway. He's out there yelling, and so I see the boy going in the house, and you know he's coming out. They come out with these two big old buckets. I'm like, what are they doing? So I'm nosy because that's what you do in this neighborhood. You go find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I go and I walk, and I'm kind of paying attention. They've got two big buckets of boiling hot water. No joke. They pour the boiling hot water on this kid's fender, and the one kid reaches up under and bloop, just pops the fender back out. I said. What kind of witchcraft is this? That's not going to work. How in the world did you do that? Your car is made out of plastic. It's a Tupperware container. Yes. You ride down the street in, in, in Rubbermaid. Oh my gosh, yes. That's not okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that that's okay. I don't think it's safe. I mean, Kia, Kia Rio came out and the cars were so terrible. They was like, you can have two. <laughs> oh, no, remember, you get a Kia, we'll give you a free minivan. Remember? If you buy a minivan, you get a Kia Rio for free. That's what the deal was. Yes. Wait, if you're giving a car away, everybody take a minute and think. Like, do you really want to be in that car? Did it have seatbelts? This is the giveaway car. I might die. I don't want this. <laughs> it was like a smart car before there were smart cars. And <laughs> can smart cars. I'm done with that. I'm not going to lie. I really thought about concreting the whole front of my, like the very front of my yard and getting five different color smart cars and putting my kids in them. So that way people be like, I saw your red smart car kid. He cut me off. I'd be like, Kenneth. Like just color code all my kids. So when people see them, <laughs> did you know that smart cars, they're all panels. So they're not actually painted. So they paint the panels and then they click them into the car. So they just screw on with two things. So if you ever find two smart cars in a parking lot together and you have a screwdriver, you can change all the panels on the car. <laughs> you got so many. Stop. Stop. Don't think it through. Can Dude, you imagine switching the passenger side seat? I'm about to like make a yellow and a red one. A smart car person. <laughs> so I can go with like switch their, like if they have a red one, I'm going to go switch their. With like a one, yellow one. You have a blue door. You can have a yellow, whatever that thing. <laughs> a little trunk. You come back, your, your old car look like a Rubik's Cube. 
Just let it. Just, it looks like a cozy coop on an acid trip. Just. <laughs> what did you do to my car? What do you mean? This is what it looked like when I got it. <laughs> That's what you do. You really mess them up. You be like, what are you talking about? Here's your keys back, bro. Thanks for letting me borrow it. It's really a crappy car. We did dumb things with car. Okay. Remember the Dotsons? So Dotsons are are right. I was too young, but I do know that they exist, but they're also hilariously built. They used to make those because my grandmother, that's all my mom's mom. Mm -hmm. She always, she drove Dotsons forever. She had more than one hatchback, right? Oh God. They made all those cars with one key. What What do you mean? If you had a Dotson and you had a key to your Dotson, you could go start any other dots no, 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 in no, the no. country. That doesn't make sense. Yes. My <laughs> aunt, my mom's younger sister, and I'm not, I could not think this up. She went to the mall. She comes out of the mall. There's a white Dotson parked next to where her, my grandma's Dotson. She gets in the Dotson and drives. She leaves. She gets halfway home and she's like, my mom doesn't have beaded seat covers. <laughs> so she had to go back to the mall. Where there's a bewildered other Dotson person standing here like, where's my car? Why and she this? had to explain. Listen, man. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was going to happen. Can you imagine if this happened today? <laughs> like, if I, now, mind you, there's 700 Honda Odysseys. 700. When I, when I sold my red one for two weeks, dead serious, every time I went into a parking lot, there was another red Honda Odyssey. I'm walking up, blip, blip, trying to get in the door. Just, oh, wait, I drive a silver one now. Can you imagine if all Honda Odysseys had to say, you get in and be like, those aren't my goldfish. Like, whose who's kid plays soccer in this family? Like, that would be horrible. Would be a lot of confused soccer moms oh. at the park. Fighting. Just trying to get in your car. I know I, I know I packed my stadium chairs. I'm not sitting on these dirty blankets. I accidentally took Mary Beth's van home yesterday. <laughs> it smells like onions. <laughs> That's what would happen. Like... I can't. I can't. That's why I quit. I'm on strike. I'm on strike. Either way, to get slightly back on subject, I think that, you know, Gen X had so much movement when it came to technology, when it came to music, when it came to um, just advancements in education. But we also got a raw end of the deal. Oh, yeah. And we talked a little bit about this to where. We were, we were set up to believe what happened for our parents should have happened to us, but we were perched um, in preparation of being able to benefit from all the things that our parents didn't, and then the bottom drops out. So what do you think about that? Well, we were raised, because there were so many baby boomers, we were raised in their worldview. Right. And I think, you know, with that, that's just, we grew up believing, okay, if you work hard and you sacrifice and you do all the good things, you're going to be like, you're going to do great. Mm. You're going to have your American dream. Because you got to go to school. Mm-hmm. Then you find whoever it is you're going to marry. Mm-hmm. You all buy a house. You have your 2.5. You get your fence. You have your dog. Everything's set. But that didn't happen because there were there were already so many people trying to take advantage of the situation. So you have all these boomers who realize, oh, crap, if we start giving these Gen Xers this stuff, then we're going to run out of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the banks gave loans that they shouldn't have. You've got people who definitely went through school and came out ready to get a job and then everything plummets to the floor. So you have, what did you say was the first thing that happened? I forget. Oh, you you know, the, no, go ahead. You had it. It's why we're, we've always been, we've always staked out 
like emotionally a really dark territory. Mm-hmm. Like sadness, death, annihilation of the world. Mm-hmm. Every movie we've ever watched has been like the world's going to end. Yeah. Every church service you've ever been to, like eventually the world's going to end. We, this was a generation we opened our eyes in the morning and we were like, what is going to happen now? Yeah. You know, when we were little, we got we watched the the discovery mm-hmm. that space shuttle blow up on live television. The Challenger. The Challenger. Yeah, the Challenger. We're sitting here. It's like we could be astronauts. Oh my gosh, we're gonna go to wait we're a like, minute. No, we're not. Did they, they go didn't to... no edit? They didn't like bleep it out. They didn't black the screen. It wasn't on the delay. <laughs> you were sitting in school like, uh, is those little human pieces? Like, I guess Krista McCullough. Trauma brought to you by your local news. <laughs> <laughs> the letter of the day is no. So, so, yeah, it happened. We had our acquaintances with death. Yeah. You know, and then there was that whole recession and the war on drugs and everything of the 80s. Our parents mostly dealt with that, but we well, felt the fallout. Yeah, we did. And you then know. you had, you know, everybody went to Afghanistan mm-hmm. um, when Osama bin Laden. Yes. Well, not Osama. Before that, you're talking about um, Desert Storm. Yeah. You're talking about Hussein. So we I remember in fourth and fifth, yeah, fourth and fifth grade. Like, what? The Iran-Contra scandal. That was okay. Don't say that that didn't. We didn't go through that. Yeah. Because when I, they preempted my cartoons because of this dude. Okay. We over here trying to watch Animaniacs and we can't get our lives together. Realize GI Joe is about to come up. Get your life. He did something bad. Just put him in jail. I need to know what's about to happen to Flint today. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know that's just we went through. We had that happen. Mm -hmm. You know we had. 9-11 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I said that. Yeah. We made it to the break room in time to see the other plane hit. I actually, funny story. Well, not funny story. So 9-11, I was a nanny. So I got there in the mornings at like 7. And their dad left. I picked up the oldest, who was three at the time. They had a little baby. So he was four. The little one was one. And I would drop him off at preschool. And then the little one and I would go and we'd run around and do stuff. Well, this particular day, you know, when you have a kid with you, all they want to do is watch whatever their favorite show. She's like, I want to watch Dora. Can I watch Dora? Uh, Dora. I'm like, I don't don't care what you do. So it's funny because we didn't end up going back to their house that day. I had to drive, went through, you know, ATM. So I've seen nothing. And of course, I'm listening to kids music in the car. Like, just shoot me in the foot. So I go to my apartment. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't have cable because, you know, I was poor. So I pop in a Dora (laughs) tape. It's on TV. I finish all my laundry. I get all my stuff done because I knew I wasn't coming. I think it was like, I, I, I had something to do that afternoon. So I see I was a leasing consultant at the apartments I lived in. So from like my balcony when I was cleaning up, I saw one of the leasing agents and he was walking toward my apartment. And so I go out the door. I was like, Hey Randy, how you doing? And he was like, girl, this is just so rough. And I'm like, Oh, you had a bad day. He was like, uh, America did like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, what are yeah. you t-? I said, I knew that there was like a plane crash earlier. He goes, no, Kenesha, like we're going to war. Like two, cr- two planes crashed. And I was like, what? So I go in the house, I turn on the local news and baby's like, I just start. Shut up. So like, and, <laughs> Back to back to back to back all day. So I went back to their house. Of course, you know, they got the big screen because, you know, they could afford to pay me. So they was kind of well off. And I'm just like, I think it was that realization. Because let's see, if this was, she was born in, I started watching them in 2000. So this is because it was 2001. Mm -hmm. So 2001, I'm 20. 20 years old, I'm working at FedEx, I'm nannying, so I've got two or three jobs, finished with school, not really sure what I want to do, and I watched the world change in front of me. Yeah. So I I remember going to the airport, walking people all the way up to the terminal, with my face pressed against the glass, watching the plane leave, 
My kids will never know that. I remember no. what it was like to have shoes on in the airport the whole time he was there. Right. Who was TSA? What did you want me to do? So it's, it's amazing to me that people believe that when you live through something like that in the ripe old age of your young adulthood, yes. that it's not going to bear burden on how the rest of your life lives. Because after 9-11, we went from gas prices being based off, what was that baseball player who like, was it Ken, not Ken Griffey, but... Um, we had academic probation gas, $1.89. It wasn't that much. Because I remember when he hit like some big, huge number and they changed all the gas prices to his numbers, like 79 cents, mm-hmm. like 79 cents a gallon. Yeah. And it wasn't until gas was $4 that I was like, oh, this yeah. is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Things, it got more expensive to live. Yeah. Prices for things went up because transportation costs went up because fuel went up. Yeah. Because, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the struggle that we started mm-hmm. in the world. So with that, you had 9-11 and then you had the housing market went absolutely bananas. Yeah. So we, you know, you making you know, $70,000 a year, you got a $300,000 home. And all of a sudden you're like, this is great. And then they're like, and we need that so back, fam. When the housing bubble popped. Because that was us. Yeah. Like that was a lot of people's first homes and things like that. We lost, people just lost all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you got this car that you can't even afford to put gas in. Jeez. It was you got cr- car payments that, all yes. these APR, these numbers that, no one had ever sat down and really explained to us. It was just easy to get a hold of. We had a whole bunch of money that didn't belong to us. We had spent it all, and now they wanted it all back. Yeah. And that was super real. Uh, and I, I don't think that that didn't have an impact. But what is amazing about Gen X is when you really think about the beginning of your life being riddled with wars that were started by people that you didn't have anything to do with, Things that happened to you instead of by you, and we still were able to make so many advancements in the world. Mm-hmm. So many advancements. I just think we're some of the most resilient people in the world. In the world, we it, also have a sick sense of humor because we have no choice. Slacker thing. We always would do just enough to get by. Mm-hmm. Just enough to keep our parents quiet, mm-hmm. our teachers, our bosses. Just enough. Mm. But we knew how to like. And that's why when all of this happened, and let's, the, you know, the fiscal cliff, and then we had to save the auto industry. Okay, first, and I was, I'm going to tell you, mm. I was super salty about it, because I had a Pontiac. I did too. Okay, like in the argument. I remember you had a Pontiac. That silver, yes. Yeah. Because you had a Grand Prix, right? Grand Am. Right, you got a Grand Am. I had a Grand Prix. Intake manifold gaskets, <laughs> go through those like. Yeah, water. Yes. Okay, and they always, and they always had that sick. Antifreeze smell to them. You remember those? Why GM are you cars? smelling? You couldn't yeah. help it. That's facts. You turn the car on. You like you who, knew it was who antifreeze. made this? <laughs> Burning oil. Cat, the catalytic converter. This was listen. Catalytic. Nobody ever said anything about a catalytic converter until I was like driving cars in the tw- in, in my twenties. Mm-hmm. My grandparents never talked about a catalytic converter. What is that? That didn't that didn't break. Now your car gets to one hundred twenty five thousand miles. Something's wrong with catalytic converter. I don't care what you drive. I'm like, okay, listen. <sighs> so, you know, we got to bail out the auto industry. I understood it. Mm-mm. I went along, paid my little tax or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was salty, man. Yeah. I was like, why should we give you this? Well. And, but then I was like, I, you, you saved all those jobs and everything else. Okay, I get that. But I was because st- we're a petty generation. Facts. So when they're talking about, we got to save the auto industry, I'm like, for what? <laughs> what they do for me? You, well, you, you need our tax money? I drove an Isuzu. I mark was my first car. Well, I got to save the auto industry. Like, Y'all drive Isuzus. I had a Toyota. It was a great car. I should have never traded it for this one. No. But anyway, I'm watching this and I'm like, 
Okay, first of all, you want our tax money. Well, we have to get to work to make the money to pay the taxes, and we can't right now because we're all stranded on the side of the road in your horrible cars. Facts. So what do you... I, what, so, so we to help save the auto industry. Yeah. They tied us to the front bumper of the whatever, and just we're going 100 miles an hour toward the fiscal cliff. That's true. And just, just right off the side. We're just over here like, again? <laughs> really? This is, this is on us? Yeah. Baby boomers mad. Gen X just isn't pulling their weight. What? What weight? We can't. We're physically unable. You I'm all like, have tied us at the... That wasn't us on Wall Street. Yeah. That wasn't us gambling with subprime mortgages and mm-hmm. creating this crisis. Yeah. We weren't doing that. No. We was just out here trying to watch cartoons. We're right. trying to live our best lives. And that's what we did when all this happened. Like, we got purged from the workforce, like, a couple of times. Yeah. And we're just like... We have to start over again. So our basically our degrees don't mean anything. Nothing. Like there is not one of my friends, very few, I will say there's maybe two or three, that actually have a degree in what they work in. Like the fact that I have a commercial art and photography degree and I'm a photographer is amazing yeah. to people. They're like, really? That's insane. Mine's in English. Uh, because yeah. I had in my mind that I was going to be the next great American novelist. Hmm. You and probably still was, could. I might. I don't, you know. <laughs> I'm going to wait for it. I don't know if people are ready for the stuff that is in my mind. I am, personally. I'm, I'm going to be on the band. I'm going to be one of those people the church burned hundreds of years oh, ago. Oh, goodness. I'm that horrible. They're all of them. Burn them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So then we have to talk about what happened that was great. Because, yes. listen, Gen X, we pulled it off. Like you said, the internet took off. We was over here on Al Gore's internet, as everyone said lately, which is my favorite sentence ever. We took Al Gore's internet to the next level. Because, I mean, let's be real. You're like, hey, what if there was a place where you could type in something and it would tell you the answer? <laughs> Every single yeah. time. These encyclopedias, who needs them? You know, like we basically made a digital encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. And then we were so smart, we were like, but if you think it's different, you can say it too, <laughs> a.k.a. Wikipedia. Then we was like, you know what? Our parents been writing checks for years. Can we do this on, like, in the internet? Yeah. Digital banking. Because, um, look, you go in that drive through at the bank. Cool. If that person, you get that canister, first of all, all those germs. Okay, we're probably going to get measles again. Hence, well, I mean, yeah. One time I grabbed the canister and I'm not lying, it was moist. It, first of all, you cannot say that word on this show. It makes me vomit. I almost died in my car, dude. Oh my gosh. Why is it wet? And it wasn't raining and it's under the canopy. Oh, mm. probably somebody just sneezed like, welcome to Fifth Third. Like, so I just, I put it, in, I threw it at the thing, just like I Hulk smashed that button. <laughs> send it back. Send it back. It's got the hepatitis I'm like, alphabet. Don't send me that one again. No, that's just disgusting. And they're like, Gen It has bird flu. <laughs> I forgot I about the bird flu. Remember <laughs> mad cow disease? Oh. We some like we had some of the dumbest illnesses. Y2K. Oh god. Hey. So the for, world's gonna end in 2000 because computers can't handle it. <laughs> Y'all thought we didn't take care of that? I'm like, par- you think we parents, can't count to 2000? Our parents are like building bunkers in the backyard because they were ready for end time. Green okay? beans everywhere. Green beans. <laughs> Everybody can your green beans. Oh, dude. They were like some bo- like some of these baby boomers were like thirty cans of soup, dead serious, and some racist literature away from being survivalists. <laughs> Backpacks for days. So I mean, those doomsday preppers came from somewhere, and it was absolutely the Y two K leftovers of all of our parents. <laughs> they were like they were onto something. They still on pay t- like the shopping network. Oh, this food that lasts forever. Who? Fifteen years worth of food and it's astronaut food. I'm like, can you calm down? What? Oh. That's, but when you think about it, like we were resilient. Mm-hmm. We're like, I mean, Y2K is going to happen. We know how to count to 2000. We got this. We set it up. It's cool. We were re- like, we were just, 
we didn't freak out oh. because we've already had enough stuff happen to us. We're, we're like, like, it's fine. Listen. If it, look, if my I only have seventeen dollars in my bank account anyway. If y'all mess that up, that's you. I'm like, I didn't have any money. Like, what? Is, that is not going to affect me at all. Like, I might go get my fourteen dollars and thirty six cents out of the bank just so I have it. I need cash. my thirty six cents in in a non in a non wet <laughs> bank canister right now. Like, Run me my coins, literally. Like, right. Stop sending me the sweaty palm canister. That's why would you do that? That's disgusting. So. We are definitely resilient. And then, you know, and segueing into what's going to be your second topic, we killed it in the music game because we were the ones who went from, like I said, being able to put an album on all the way to having that disc man, which you said earlier, it was a manhole cover on your shoulder and I died. Like my soul, I gave up four years at the end of my life because you said that. But for real, like you couldn't run because if you ran, like... It's just slapping up against you. You got like a fast. You couldn't do any. Like you had to walk and hold that thing. And they marketed it like you could work out with it. You're like, yeah. this is a lie, Sony. People jogging in the park. Sony, that did not happen. Mm-mm. No. Maybe with a Walkman when you had a cassette, you could do anything with a cassette. Right now, you could build a house out of cassettes. It's going to rival every Sears house on the market. But unless that <laughs> Unless it gets hot. gets caught. <laughs> hey, but the smart ones, we could take a tape. Get it together with some clear, transparent tape. Tape it just right and run that bad boy through there. Reel it with a t- pencil. And you knew where it, where it was. Yeah. You knew where the tape yeah. was because it would... <laughs> in the middle of the song. <laughs> jump, jump. <laughs> Crisscross <laughs> That's we like, oh, that's where that tape was. That's where that tape I was. I fixed that. I fixed that. I fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we had a whole a whole music group that said, you know what's gonna make us different? Let's wear our clothes backwards. Like just what we were not we were outrageous fashion wise. Okay. Oh. First of all, we're the generation that made Doc Martin's thing. We're the generations that had those jungle jeans where I don't know how we got anywhere without with being the wet. Wasted potato sack jeans that were baggy, but you and you wore them like with a belly shirt and the belt. How? How were we? How are we? Martin. How are we modest, exposed, and overclothed at the same time? Because we wanted all of the things, so we all made of it our happen. shoes look corrective. You know what I mean? Like just heavy. Your feet. That's why we was in shape because our shoes was heavy. Yeah, we have all of us have great leg muscles all day. All day. I might be fat, but I'll take off on you with these calves. We could push a car. With our feet. Because <laughs> first of all, we wore them ugly shoes with the bells on them when we was babies. Oh, that's fact. Just, just kicking holes and stuff. Well, just not even the bells. The fact that the soles were made out of concrete. What You could kick a hole in a shin. It's to help them walk. No, it's not it's to, help to help us help walk. It's to assault people. You ever get kicked by a baby wearing them shoes? Boy, <laughs> them hard by- And to this day. You will not like the child for its entire have life. Have a baby and see if your black grandmama don't say that baby needs some hard bottoms. No, he doesn't. So there's a lady. No joke. She's black. She's a genius. She's She has reinvented the hard bottoms. They are cute as all get out. Okay. And I'm like, she, she's charging 75 bucks a piece. But are they still assault weapons? I, I have not actually physically seen them in real life, but they look like they could probably at least kick through some drywall. Maybe not a whole wall. Maybe not a brick. But definitely a little. They're going to put a dent in some drywall. Mm-hmm. Them kids are bad. We came up with stuff that was not only petty. It was not only great. I mean, think about the think about the game shows. Like, just the, whose line is it anyway? It was literally, let's just make jokes, not give points, and just have a field day. Then we came out with the weakest link. You had a lady just telling you, you're the weakest link. Nobody would be able to take that today. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> right? How do you say that to somebody with a straight face? You can't. Judge shows came out when we were little. Bob Barker raised all of us. We know how to price match. Oh, yes. Hey, there's no way you can't Spin tell me. Wheel. Hey, all day. Yeah, remember how mad you used to get mm. when there was that weak person? Like, like get the, the whole wheel all the way around. 
That's the equivalent to an airball in daytime television. She's smelling it? Family Feud has 17,000 uh, uh, people that have hosted it. Remember Double Dare? You had to put your hand up a nose, like pull out a flag. You can't do that on television. Hey, that was the show. That was it, dude. Or all that. Like, it was sketch comedy before sketch comedy. Coach Creighton. <laughs> we were amazing. And knocked me down on my butt behind. <laughs> Not butt behind. He said that. On my butt behind. We had uh, TGIF. We had all of these, like you could solve any problem in 26 minutes. Yeah. And now. Family matters. You didn't have to binge watch anything. Everything was solved before it went off. There wasn't a next episode. You didn't have to watch it from the beginning of the series. I could watch Family Matters right now. And be fine. And be fine. Be like, who are these people? Oh, I know everybody. Like the Cosby show, A Different World. That was groundbreaking in the fact that it kind of, it brought to the forefront the black college experience. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. And a lot of people had never seen it in that way. And the fashions. Well, hey, because we because cross colors came out and everybody lost their minds, and I don't know what happened. We had this preoccupation with being visible from space. Well, <laughs> it, but you know what? It was the first time that being Afrocentric was okay. Yes, and that had never really happened. Mm. We had done because you know denim and lace had just went out, which was mm, the eighties was rough. So now all of a sudden you had this opportunity to really everybody was drawing Looney Tunes and baggy pants. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yes. We there everything was up for expression. Mm-hmm. And the creatives all of a sudden weren't just the weird kids in the back of the class with glasses. We had a moment to really come out. Photoshop made its preview at the end of the 90s and everybody's like, "You we just going to lie for the rest of our lives <laughs> about everything." Yes, that is exactly what happened. It's amazing. So I think when you really look at who Gen X was is and will continue to be in the and because right now if you were born 65 to 85, you're what? I was born in 81. I'm about to turn I'm almost 40. So you're under 50 years old or you're just now 50 years old. Mm -hmm. There's still so much life to live and so much influence to have. Your kids are now doing things. You're pushing your kids in different ways than your parents were. We cannot pretend like Gen X was not one of the most amazing movements in our in, yeah. in, in anybody's lifetime at this and point. And I think a lot of us are more accepting of our kids. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for them to be themselves. Whereas we had to be chameleons. Yeah. And just we had to give we had to get our parents and baby boomers the illusion that we were like that we wanted. We had to they, be three different people. Right. You had to be who your grandparents expected your parents to be. You and had to be what your parents told you you had to be. Yeah. And then you had to be who you were with your friends and to yourself. Yeah. So we've been nuts. We didn't have a safe space. And we didn't have a therapist. See? No therapy. <laughs> therapy was if you don't go in your room and you blitz, we all had journals. That's why Moesha was laying on her belly. Dear journal, dear diary. Because that's the only thing we yeah. had. I wish we could find everybody's diary. Ooh, I do not want mine. Mm. I think I have one from when I was 14. It's the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. I was like, girl, you was dumb. <laughs> you was you was big dumb. Well, I mean, we just but we're you, outrageous. We self-express with the hair. Oh gosh! Remember, we all became obsessed oh. with geometry. Oh, I and see, so, and I with, but only with hair. Yeah, only with hair, not math. You had to have the bangs that were like perfect, and then the, the bob that was like a perfect triangle. Or mm-hmm. if you want to be fancy, you got the bangs and went all the way around to behind your ear. Ooh, that Ooh. was a mess. We had it was you had the asymmetrical stuff. We're all, and then you had the fade, the high top fade, which was like, and then you had the gumby, which was like a forty five yeah. degree angle. That was no Boosie Fade ain't got nothing on a good old fashioned Gumby. Nothing. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know what we went through. And so now these kids are walking around with like, it's like this homeless hairline is what I like to call it. Like hairlines clean, like fresh razor. But at the same time, I'd give you a dollar. You know what I mean? 
So, like, my oldest son is like, I'm going to get it braided. Are you, though? Like, you consistently look like we found you. Like, we like we took you in. Here, mm-hmm. here, young man, we have room for you. Don't know where you got the hairline, but it's crisp. So, you, the, the biting, and now what's really starting to get to me, and I knew it was going to happen. I've seen it for years. Uh-oh. I'm in the car with my kids. Song comes on. I'm like, oh, and I go to turn it up, and I'm like, what is this and it's someone else that has decided that oh I don't actually have to work for this I'm just going to take all this music from the 80s and 90s and make it I cannot deal with it but we're going we're going to pause that idea because we're going to go into our next topic yes. uh, which has a lot to do with that so before we do that we're going to have our break real fast yay so the break real fast is definitely a Thompson Fisher flashback moment oh no <laughs> now you have the unique advantage that you've known me for far longer than everyone else has, which is absurd, absurd. Mm-hmm. So you you are more than welcome to both tell me what your favorite Thompson Fisher family moment is, because <laughs> everybody who follows me on Facebook thinks that this is hilarious, and it's, it's literally just my life. I'm trying to live, guys. So is it like your family or just you growing what, up? Whatever you want. You you can have both if you want it. This is this is not a pick two. This is a pick two from Panera. Whatever you want to do, it's on you. So you tell me, what do you think? Start off, if you have a favorite Thompson Fisher moment that you've heard, what is it? Okay. I'm wow. slightly scared, to be honest with you. Or if you so have beautiful. one of me, you're more than welcome to go there. Whatever there makes so you... many of them. It's not fair. It really was. Mm-mm. My, my, my whole childhood was hilarious. It was hysterical. I remember that I watched Friday for the first time at your house. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was raised borderline, you know, in a, in a, in a nut. So... <laughs> I didn't get to do anything fun. And so I went to their house. Her brother was like, have you seen Friday? I was like, uh, I mean, it's Thursday. They were like, nah, girl, get in here. And I was like, this movie has so much cursing. Oh, my gosh. You laugh. I laughed my behind off. You started me on the right path. Got me together. So, yeah, like. just went all overboard. Oh, well. Called me up. I- I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole baby. With twins. Oh, gosh. I told you what I did. I was no. like, I hung up the phone. Why would she do that? <laughs> like, I chose it. Like, I'm, where's my cigarette? She just ruined. <laughs> I gotta go to the club now and drink and dance this away. She, does she even know what is about to happen to drink, her? Drink and dance this away. Drink and dance. My away. twins, you had to drink and dance this away. <laughs> Appreciate it. Like, let me tip my drink. Because <laughs> Kanisha's life is over. I'm like, that's over. <laughs> Grab my new pores. <laughs> so, yes, me telling you I had twins, you were like, what? Like, you didn't even, there wasn't even anything to say. You're like, okay. I'm like, happy about it's twins. Oh, gosh. I think I was just trying to mask my absolute fear. I'm like, is somebody making her say this? Right. No. Blink twice. And then you had him, and I was like, she really did do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. She has two babies. But Well, she had three babies before I was 25 years old. You were the one, but you were equipped to do it. Mm, Mentally. Sure. No. It takes your kind of crazy That's now facts. to raise children. That's definitely facts. It can't Gen- be all. Shout out, Gen X. It can't, we can't. Thanks be for all, all my trauma. Well, we never, we didn't really grow up. No, which is great. We're functional, large children. This is, that's pretty much the best description that's ever been given of me. Mm-hmm. No. So, so with my family now and all the foolery that you've read, is there anything whenever you think of Kanisha's Facebook timeline? Everything. No. When you talk about those kids, okay. I'm like, <sighs> I just, I love it. Anytime I see it. And like, you know, it's like, a, when it says see more, oh, you know, it's over. It's about to be on mm-hmm. what happened now. The story you told me about your son and the sheets. Mm. Where I was like, he didn't know what a comforter was. <laughs> he, didn't, 
He didn't know what a top sheet was. <laughs> I think somebody else brought that one up on the podcast. And I still laugh to this like, day. Why? The baby was like, this is the thinnest comfort. It, no, he said, he said, I said, how's your sheets, Kylan? He said, the sheets are nice. The comforter's really a little less than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> the ordering duct tape a lot. Uh, these things never give your children Amazon gift cards for Christmas. <laughs> it's not a good idea, or at least like monitor. Like they need an Amazon Parent app so that my kids can order. And they'd be like, "Do you approve?" I'd be like, "No, no, I don't." Controls or like the four foot sword that my son walks around the backyard with now. <laughs> it's anywho. That's what I'm talking about. That is hilarious. Like these is it is it hilarious for your child to buy a wooden well, sword on Amazon? Hilarious. Okay. It's yeah. N- okay. I'm glad it's funny. That in you. itself is not hilarious, but the way that you talk about it, hysterical. I don't have any choice. It just, things happen to me. Your life is a sitcom. I hate it, to be the one to tell you this, but yes. I'm over it. I'm over it. And All right. It to be a sitcom about you. Well, I'm so glad that you are able to tune in and enjoy it. <laughs> so we're going to play a quick game of Would You Rather. Okay. So you just got to be ready for whatever I throw at you. Oh, don't overthrow it. Don't overthink it. Okay. Just Would You Rather. You ready? Okay. All right. So we're going to play this game of Would, would You Rather. Just don't overthink it. Just okay. jump in. Okay. So would you rather be... On a broken ski lift or a broken elevator? Broken ski lift. Ooh. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because if you're in an elevator, if they don't get to you in time and there's other people in there, they're going to start to stink. And you got to go to the bathroom. There's so many things. That's true. If you're on a ski lift, you can just pee. Yeah. Just look out below. <laughs> when y'all coming to get me down? It's cold. This feel like number two. Y'all need to hurry up. <laughs> Also, uh, claustrophobia is real, and I will yes. panic and pa- It might be better for me to be in an elevator because I'll be passed out in like 45 <laughs> seconds. A ski lift, I'll be able to be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when we were on vacation this last time, uh, we took the boys on a cruise. So we went to Jamaica, and they have like this mountain ski lift. Takes you all there. It takes like 20 minutes to get to the top. And so we're in it, and my friend Brittany, I was posting pictures, and she was like, Tell them kids stop swinging their legs on that picture. I want to beat everybody in that ski lift. Because I'm like, we're just traveling up, la, la, la. And, you know, you, and so Case was like, what happens if I lose my shoe? I was like, that's the, that's the jungle shoe. That's what happens. It's no longer your shoe. It will have to survive in the wild on its own. <laughs> Poor shoe. It's not a wild shoe, so keep it on your foot. So I think I'd have to go back and forth. They both sound awful to me. So I'm glad that yeah. you picked Broken Ski Lift because you don't want to be in a whole elevator of stank. Plus, if you ever saw that movie Devil... You don't want to be in First the of all, you know ever. I didn't because I don't watch scary movies. Which that, I just, that fools no. me. First of all, my imagination is far too great. So is mine. No, can't do it. Nope. Can't even talk about it. Pass <laughs> out. Here's the thing. I'm fine. When I first watch a scary movie, I'm fine. And then like four or five months later, laying in bed and all of a sudden my brain is like, <laughs> Remember that time think you... about this entire movie and how it could happen to you. <laughs> and just laying in the bed like, I hate myself. <laughs> Jesus, come back. So, okay. Would you rather be a kid your whole life or an adult your whole life? Mm, that face. I wish parts I wish this it, was a video right there. Because then. both parts sucked. Hands down. In equal measure. That's fair. So I'm like, okay, I would rather be an adult, but with money. If I was an adult, I don't know, but half of the things you get to do as a kid make money worth it. Like, what are you going to do with, as an adult with money if you didn't get to understand how great it is to spend $100 on junk food and get in the back of a car and go on a road trip? That's true. You know, you just always need Raisin Bran your whole life, just coming out like, oh, Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran was just wrong. Which, <laughs> it still exists. Like, it's, it's not extinct. It's wrong. It's Raisin in his brand. It's flakes. It ain't good. You got these little funky raisins in here. You don't like raisins? <laughs> I don't want raisins in my... <laughs> Now, I will eat raisins by themselves. 
Don't put them in my cereal. Don't do. Don't put no raisins in my cereal. Oh my gosh! See, I like raisin nut brand, where it's got like the coated raisins in the cereal with the almond slivers. That's the. I'm just too old. Okay, next question. Nosy neighbors or noisy neighbors? I've lived next door to people who you know they elephants that tap dance, Mm -hmm. free concerts till four and five in the morning. Oh gosh! Horrible music, by the way. Every time. So I'll honestly be nosy. Because you're going to tell me if something's going on. You're going to come get me if somebody's breaking into my car. That's facts. You're going to tell me all the good gossip. I'm going to know everything. So we live in a nursing home. I mean, we might as well live in a nursing home because all of our neighbors are, you know, in their 70s. Mm-hmm. They know everything. Tell me everyone's business. And I don't have to hear you when I'm trying to sleep. That's because they go to bed at 7. Yes. I, when we lived in uh, the apartments, when Jason and I lived across the hall from each other, my neighbors lived on the third floor and they got a treadmill in their bedroom. I said, have you lost your mind? Just 5 a.m. What do you, what is, why would you do that? I don't understand it. You need to be flogged. Like, that's the only answer for you. (laughs) All right. So would you rather be exempt from all taxes for a year or have one month's paid vacation? Let's skip the taxes. Just get get the get the vacation. Oh, you just no no taxes whatsoever no for taxes. a year. I feel like you could save that. I mean, dude, like the ball out of getting your gross paycheck. Do you realize how amazing if you, if we could just look? Most of us could solve our money problems if we could just get the gross paycheck. <laughs> I feel like that's true because it's, if you give me what it says I make, I'd be balling. You know, because we got to pay social security. We're paying all these programs. Dang, we're not about it's to not, It's not. It's not us. We're, so we're about to work till we're like eighty five years old. I probably will work. I will probably literally hand someone their baby and just expire my last breath. Be like, I just finished photographing your... <laughs> the day of my funeral, I'm working a half day. <laughs> 8 to 12, <laughs> then I'll go to my funeral. Just email my supervisor. Hey, Mike, <laughs> I need to leave at 12 today because it's my funeral. <laughs> and Mike would just be like, do you have enough PTO? <laughs> yes, Mike. <laughs> Can you stay till 1245? We got a meeting. No, Mike. <laughs> I got to go die. Like, uh, this is, I'm dying right now. I can't. <laughs> I'm actually physically dying now. The funeral starts at two. So I got to have time to like get my face beat because, you know. Got to get dressed. Yeah. Because I have to lay still while they do it because I'll be dead. Thanks, Mike. Oh, that's so real. Shout out Gen X. Okay. This is the lead in question. Music from the 70s or music from today? The 70s. <laughs> Oh my God. What is wrong with you, Kanisha? Do you realize how much, and I think all of us would be, like our, genera- like our generation would be much better people if we could turn on the radio in the morning and just ride to work bopping like September. Yeah. Not the Taylor Swift version. Ooh. You- Sun Goddess. <laughs> Remember that song by Ramsey Lewis, Sun Goddess? Way-o. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. why, why did that ever go anywhere? How come that's not, why does he have a tree? I just want y'all to know, our neighbor's kid just walked in the backyard with a six-foot stick crack earlier. of tree. Okay. <laughs> it's the weekend. Okay. It's, it's, Sunday. it's, the, oh, Lord's day. it's the Lord's Day. And like, yes. <laughs> if a tree. we could go to work listening to that music, yeah. we would be better people. Instead of we turn it on and they're these little synthesized mumbling people. Oh, no. Or, or whatever happened to, what was it, the art of noise? That you had, like, that's how you knew that the radio station was about to go. Like, boom, 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 boom. That's how you do the nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> now we're about to get into this smooth jazz. But before that, you're going to hear this nonsense for yes. 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes long. 
Who thought that was? I need to meet the person who was like just sitting there at their computer, high out of their mind, just yes. burr, burr, burr. like that's all they did. They were like, "This slaps. We should put this on the radio." Some stoner, hundred percent, hundred percent. Just it kept hitting the button. <laughs> oh wait, it was on. <laughs> did that record? <laughs> this is hot. Yeah, I would to listen to like a lovely day. Hey, every single day. Any like any of our parents' music, Bill for real. Over now, like I feel like because that stuff holds up. Oh, yeah, it definitely has. It has legs to it. It's like going to be... any party CD, you're going to find at least two or three songs from their generation on there. Have to. You have to. Pick up the pieces. Come on. Well, and what's so funny, we have teenagers now. So, and the genres of music that we listen to in this house are so wide because we have musicians. Mm-hmm. My husband's a musician. I was raised around all type of music. My children have listened to every type of music. Yeah. My son went through kind of like a... Like a phase where, you know, I, I, Cole plays one of his favorite groups. He plays classical. It's weird. Yeah. But we have such a collection. So about... And that's good. It's phenomenal. It really is. And there's so many parents that don't have that and so many kids who don't have that mm-hmm. to where... We box ourselves in. Yeah. You can only a, listen you to can't this. be like... You know, my mom worked for a country radio station mm-hmm. for a while when I was a kid. Listen, all my exes live in Texas. Right. What you like, So, you know, I am fine with like country music. Yeah. I can listen to it until it's like I kicked my dog and then had like all the tractor song. Just I don't care about your tractor. I've never driven a tractor. I don't care about your tractors. But some country music tells a story. And that's what's so amazing about it. Sometimes I just look, turn this off. I can't deal. It's yes. too much. But some country music, I can, Garth Brooks, if you don't know Garth Brooks songs and you were born in the 80s, catch on fire. Like, catch, yes. what else were you doing? <laughs> What were you doing if you don't, if I say I've got friends in low places and you don't be like, that's my, that's my jam. Yeah. You're a sick person. What did you do? If you listen to that and you automatically don't want cowboy boots. (laughs) Or you don't like, you immediately don't know to tip your hat. Like, what are you doing with your life? I love, and like, okay, America, that's one of my favorite groups. Oh, should be, should be. I can't, I can talk about them with like, I can talk about all types of music with my mom Mm -hmm. because she's like that. She loves music and she knows all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no, for real. Like, she we she sat me down one day because we were talking about America and she explained the whole premise of horse with no name. I was like, <sighs> but our parents were dope like that. Like, yeah. my dad well, my is the dad, same exact on the way. Other hand, I told him I was listening to the Almond Brothers and he, didn't he know was what like, to do. "Are you on crack?" <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Like, first of all, <laughs> are you on crack? Melissa is the jam. Hey. All day. Next time I get him in my car, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna make him listen to Daisy Jane. He's gonna. Full he's gonna jump out like there's a jaguar in the backseat. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. He's just they. You know they lived in that box. My mom, for some, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And really, she's the only one of her siblings that is like that. Where her, she knows that music trans, good music transcends the genre. Yeah. Like Patsy Cline. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Why do you think Leanne Rhymes did that song? Yeah. Leanne Rhymes was one of those kids who came out when I was younger and you were like, huh, this made you want to know more about country music because mm-hmm. her voice and what she could bring to the table as a young person was so amazing. Yeah. There's just, so I get back to our kids. So Jamil, uh, who's our oldest, he's 17. The boy's nuts, but he comes, he went through this 90s R&B phase. Yes. There's nothing. Now, here's the thing. I love 90s R&B until it's coming out of your 16 year old. You <laughs> and They're it's not- all the, and it's all the 90s r I don't want to hear like Joe I hate Joe Joe is Captain Steal Your Woman like every single song was he's not good enough you should date me um, you look lonely where's your man 
be with me. He was a predator, man. He was weird. You couldn't go out by yourself because, and, and then he talked about people who stuttered. And I was like, wait a minute, Joe, Joe that's inappropriate. That's just rude. It just you don't, you don't even have any cooth, sir. So <laughs> he went through this phase where all of the songs I used to like, I don't really want to listen to coming out of him. But he kills it. So then, because. He's, so now he's on a Tupac phase, and I don't know what to do because Tupac goes. Like I will listen to Tupac you right have now. To let him, first <sighs> of all, let him ride that out. Let him appreciate our music. Let him ride that out because Pac was so Pac was amazing. He was crazy. He listen. He had some issues. Many many issues. <laughs> so I let him watch the biopic. Judge me. Look. Judge mama. But the fact is, I let him watch the biopic. He's sitting in the living room. Kenneth's in there too. It's it's like it's like History Channel. Same thing. So Kenneth's in the kitchen, and I said, Man, that boy they got to play Pac looks just like him. And Jamil goes, I know, right? Kenny goes, That's not Pac playing himself. And we both froze. Cause I at this point I am now a failure. Record scratch. As, I'm now a failure as a parent and a person because I'm like, Okay, let's just see if maybe he thought this movie was made a while ago. So I was like, well, no, because that this was made recently. He goes, what, Tupac didn't want to play himself? And I was like, oh, Jamil's like, you're an idiot. I was like, Tupac died in 96 because he was shot? Like, that's the reason why there's a biopic? Kenny's like, oh, it's tough. I'm like... Oh, that's I'm tough. Like, you don't understand. You don't understand. Literally, we went. That's another thing that the Gen X had to go through. Like the whole East, East Coast, West Coast. We lost some, like two of our best rappers. We lost so much because Aaliyah died. Boom. End of conversation. Yes. Aaliyah died. Aaliyah was what? Like two years older than me? Yeah. Tevin Campbell was too gay too early for everybody. And the second that he even acted like he might not like chicks, everybody lost their minds. Mm-hmm. They were like, just, just pretend like we don't know who Tevin Campbell is. So his stuff still jammed. Tevin Campbell could sing right now. Yes. Sing anybody under the table. Yeah. Chris Brett, all of you, shut up. Tevin Campbell could murder it. That's the other thing. And then we went through all of Usher's four CDs. I mean, really, we lived. We lived. We did great. We do, were amazing. Oh, and don't, don't count out New Edition, man. Man, New Edition, Boys to Men, uh, ABC, all of them. Yes. We, we, had, we had people that were so dope, they would literally collaborate with the next group. It was like, it was like watching the four they for four in track. Groups. They were so dope. <laughs> we were so, you get, here's the thing. When your group was so dope that you could be your own individual singer and then come back and still be on tour? What? <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make this album, and then I'm gonna come back. We all go together. Bobby Brown was doing cocaine, talking about every little step, and we'll still jump with New Edition right this second. Yes, he's a he's a hundred pounds overweight, but he's gonna do at least two of the dances. Oh yes, it's amazing for sure. And the, okay, and let us not forget, <sighs> even though we were little and our parents didn't let us listen to it, we, we did had anyway. to sneak to our friend's house to listen Facts. to it. No Vaseline. <laughs> that was the dopest <laughs> battle rap. Ever. Battle rap in itself is ours. We can claim yes. it. We can hold it to ourselves. Yes, you all came up with rap. We get it. Hats off, baby boomers of the 70s. Cool. Congratulations. However, well, no, they're, they're kind of Gen X too. I don't know if I would go that far. I would say well, like 70. I think it came to us yeah. more than it. It resonated with like us Like they gave us rap to say, here's a voice that you can use to- Grandmaster Flash. Killed the it. The message. Killed it. Remember that? Killed it. Yes. 100% was able to come out and say, here's a way to visually tell these illustrative stories and do nothing more than make people connect with the music. Mm -hmm. Cool. But we were like, huh, 
So you're saying that there is a way that we can visually connect with music. We're going to use it to talk about people we don't like. There you go. (laughs) Because we're the pettiest generation on the planet. NWA, they're going to take they dumb behind in the studio after Cube left and really talk smack. But wait a minute. Didn't care. Didn't care. Check me. Listen to this. He went in the booth and he just destroyed it. Though. Like, like, try me. They were never right again. Try me. He made that rap. Ugh. My favorite part of that song is when he's like, now let's play Big Bank, take a little bit. <laughs> and you know what? Now there's a song on the radio. I turn it up. Hey. Out the like, what we doing? <laughs> yes. When they were watching the Tupac biopic, I had to keep my knees together because I was like, you'll forget yes. and you'll hit one of them. Oh, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to need some leave because I can't do that. And the reason why we stayed so skinny was because everything that came out was a fight song. Like, Little John and the East Side Boys would get you whooped in public for no reason. And they weren't really saying anything, but they were saying everything. Yeah. That's not fair. Like, you could get riled up. Like, my heart rate will go up. Well, see, and see, that happened across all the genres, too, because, you know... White kids, they have fighting music too. They didn't know what to do. They was just yelling shut up into the mic for two years. You could hit on a guitar and it would just. (laughs) The whole place would blow up. Just everybody's fighting. They're throwing chairs, hitting people with bottles. Like, why did people start hitting people with chairs? Like, why? That's probably our fault too. Everybody was like, get a chair, beat somebody. What happened? We were so angry. We had no therapist. That's what happened. That's right. So they went off with grunge. They went hard. Like, when you have something called death metal. Mm hmm. You probably needed a hug. Uh, that it's that all of our music is a ref, just a reflection. We just of got just angry for a we very were. long time. We were mad. We were depressed. We were. We just felt. And then we had R and B love songs. Yes, there were actually love songs. Yes, not sex songs. Yeah, because it was like forever, my lady. It's yes. like a dream holding you close, keeping you warm. Yes, this is ecstasy. It's a whole lot of people became baby mamas <laughs> buying that myth. <laughs> H Town was a whole lie. Look, Jodeci and H Town, all of them. See, Jodeci was at That's least the like decent. Why dudes our age are in child support right now? <laughs> y'all got on that Listen. radio. Y'all stop lying to them little fast tail girls. <laughs> Everybody with a sixteen-year-old, don't front like that baby wasn't made because she was listening to Jodeci. Don't front right now. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hilarious because now. You can't even the songs that I want to like because they're so catchy. Yeah, you can't. You cannot they like don't mean them. Anything and just do, 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 no, do. not only do they not mean anything, they are vulgar, disgusting. Like to a point where you're like, wait a minute. I if don't... I'm riding the car, I don't want to hear about some girl talking about eating booty like groceries. No, what? And then there's a song. The, the beat is so cold, and I, I had to, you know, you know, you catch yourself and you're. So I'm listening to it. He literally is saying, "I bet you ride so good." Yeah. Beat is cold. And if I'm not careful, I'll be humming it, walking in the church. Like, wait, oh, (laughs) hold on, Jesus. I'm sorry. And I'm like, something got lost between us and now. Yeah. You got this mumble rap. You got these people with the synthesizers, so they sound like somebody's robot broke. (laughs) Yeah, Teddy Ruxpin is running out of batteries. (laughs) all about... (laughs) Teddy Ruxpin... When did you that a Teddy Ruxpin? We kept trying to put stuff in his mouth. Wait though, you can put you can play other cassettes. Yeah, and we have Teddy Ruxpin rapping along to NWA. We were the worst My kids. Dad and his, we were the worst brothers. children ever. I forgot they put a cassette in Teddy Ruxpin because they didn't have a radio. So Teddy Ruxpin's like crisscross and make you pick up with that tape with a little tape in it. Look 
we're in so much trouble. You know what old people blue cup? Your Teddy Ruxpin singing it. <laughs> but yeah, like there there was no there is a disconnect, and you're correct. I think I agree with you in the fact that like we had happened? we made music, and this is they make noise. And I feel so bad saying that because I feel like our parents said that about us. Well, this music now is just it's consumerist garbage mm-hmm. because now it's crossed into the pop thing. So there's no you don't have to have a message when you go pop. Minutes songs are a minute and a half long because they can't even sustain it that long. It's like all they want to talk about is how great they look, how rich they are, how what many guns they, they have. have. They make it about things. Mm-hmm. Where our music, most of it was about life. Mm-hmm. There were stories being told. Right, and I, and our parents were even better at that than we were. We condensed yeah. it down. We put it to some dope beats. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole digital age that we created made us have the ability to really come up with some creativity. Yes. And so my husband has started to get into DJing. And what he has mm-hmm. noticed is the consistency of songs in the late 80s early 90s comes because those those tracks were played to a drum beat yeah so you have the consistency to where you know you can scratch that into one to the other he says but when you listen to things like stevie wonder and people who were live band they would miss the tempo every now and then now it jammed because they were feeling it yeah but to dj that and make it smooth because you're trying to catch the transition doesn't always work right so we had that improvement Mm-hmm. But they had so much soul. So much soul that happened. All the soul. Now it's like, what have we, there's so much lacking. What did we not carry over? Like, how did that not get translated into this next generation? Because of music? that's what we do. I told you, we bring something cool to the party and then we leave. <laughs> like, here's a drum kit. Uh, like you we gave you yo yo, we gave you Queen Latif, we gave you. Um, MC Light, we gave you Heavy D, we gave, gave you, salt you and DJ pepper. Jazzy Jeff, and the, we gave you uh, Ice you, Cube, Snoop, Drake, we I'm, gave you But I'm you not that. gonna lie. And then we just left. I'm not gonna lie. It's, and I'm probably one, I'm probably one of the ratchet, ratchet back, back, <laughs> probably one of I the ratchet you're not. Gen X's. <laughs> Cardi B is a genius. I don't care what any, listen, yes, she is a vulgar wench, but when you really think about it, when you really think, because I'm coming from a marketing standpoint. Her and Nicki Minaj came from a marketing standpoint that is a genius. You can make that face. I get it. They are not the lyricists or the the women that we grew up with. But for what they're doing, they're not out here trying to be role models. They're not. And and they'll tell you, we're not out here trying to be role models. We're going to sing what we want to sing, what the clubs are going to jump to, and that's how we live. Cool. But at least, like, if you're going to stay true, if you're going to be you, you ain't got to put on no airs to be Cardi B. You just got to be Cardi B. Yeah. She's a whole crazy and I feel like I don't ever want to meet her in real life because my face will tell everything it's, and I'll end up somehow in a street like, fight. And I don't know why. We're garbage people and we're proud of that. Yeah, they really are. Song rolls because this new song with her and Bruno, I'm like, whoo. I love Bruno. Bruno, and that's another Bruno Mars looks like Skeletor as a cartoon. I'm not going to keep talking like, about it. Because if, if Skeletor came into real life, he would be Bruno Mars. <laughs> like if somebody just gave him skin, he turns into Bruno Mars. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Skeletor a little bit? No, he does not make me think of Skeletor at Next all. Next time you see him, you're going to be like, dang it, Kanisha. No, I see yeah, Bruno Mars as Skeletor. Next time I see him. I saw him in concert. It's genius. It's I love genius people. I love marketing, and I love genius people. This fool going to take and wrap everybody into one paycheck. Your backup dancers are your musicians, who are your hype men, who are like, they're everything. You have, you spent all this money on a stage. You don't have nothing. Extra. They don't change clothes. 
They got on them same jerseys. They go on rocket regardless. They play instruments. They sing. They dance. It's incredible. And the show is dope. And he has the market cornered on saying, okay, 80s babies. I feel you. Okay, 70s. All right, 90s. I had new kids. Let me take a sound that literally... These 50-year-old white women at this concert with these cut-off shirts on, talking about Bruno! I said, girl. One bloomers like parachutes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even reach the stage. They just fall down on the crowd. (laughs) Like the people in the front row are like, what is this? Why is all these panties everywhere? (laughs) They can't even reach the stage. You got to put yours in one of them t-shirt tubes. Listen, I get a charge. I try to throw these big old draws. <laughs> you going to jail? Your Bruno just fall over, poor baby. Who, poor backup. Who dance. started that? Who started the thought of, you know what's gonna get him? I'm gonna. It was probably R. Kelly. No, no. This, I think went probably back Teddy to, Pendergrass. No, 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 yeah, it went back to because Luther guys. didn't want your draws, but they was throwing them at Luther. No, Luther was like just swat them away. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm trying to sing. Stop that. And not to you, actually. But Teddy Pendergrass, he was like, yeah, throw your draws up here. Throw them up No, there. you know who it was? Um, um, Marvin Gaye. Uh, Barry White. Oh, God, It's Barry yes. White's fault. Yeah. Barry, Wa- Barry White had to be the inventor of throw your draws up here, girl. E. Barry White, first of all, <laughs> creeps. He creeped me out as a kid. It's the, it's the mustache. The no, beard. it's just Barry White. <laughs> His head looks like a looks like an avocado. Like, he's just... Weird. Why, first of all, why do you sound like that? Look, Barry White is like the Rick Ross Barry of the seventies, but first worse. Of all, Barry White is not like Rick Ross because Barry White kept is his shirt who on. Barry White says he is, <laughs> which is nasty. We not gonna roll. You can't have somebody pop up. Well, you know he used to be a corrections officer. <laughs> Rick Ross used to do what? I was that like I don't even like the police. It's just this music now is about ego. Has to be. It's bragging and ego. And most of these kids have degree. These they're kids rapping ha- about the things they have to people who are never going to have the things. Not they only have. that, they're rapping about stuff that's not even their life. You got kids with whole master's degrees out here talking about black, black, where it get black. What? You're, well, you're like, joking. What's his face? Who? Twenty One Savage. They <laughs> gave it to him on Twitter. So hard. you up here? You all are you this and that? You're Did British. you come to find out you tea and crumpets, <laughs> sir? <laughs> sir. <laughs> It's a knife. No, it's not. It's an English phone booth. It's where you did your album. Somebody said, this why. Somebody said, this is why 21 Savage need a big garage because he had one of them double decker buses. That was horrible. Like, I felt horrible. I've never been so weak in my life. I laughed at those memes. Gave it to him. It was horrible because what they, what is happening to him? That's crap. I mean, you know what? It was it was it was it was a it was a tactic to distract us from what was going on. Here you have first of all, Twenty One Savage has been over here what twenty years, right? Probably. I'm sure he's not a terror threat. That's not who I'm side on in the grocery store. Not worried about it or church. Listen or school. Listen, I'm actually not worried about anybody who has any melanin. I'm not. That's a whole nother show. But now you know, homeboy with the hoodie on. That's that's not looking like me walking up in the grocery store like the Grim Reaper. I'm probably out <laughs> listening to death metal. Now what we got to do? Just over here mad at your mom. Her name is Cindy. We're, like, what? I'm telling you, there's going to have to be you a been fight. Ki- he, he kicked the dog at four. He drowned the hamster. This is the catch you probably need to watch. There yeah. was a kid sat next to me. No joke. Second grade. He gave me the chicken pox. I knew he was messed up. I ain't going to put him out here. His name was Scott, though. And most Scots are nice. 
You said you weren't going to put him out. I ain't going to put his last Scott, name out here. I hope you're, hey, if you're listening, Scott ain't listening. Don't come to my house. So I look at, so a couple years ago, I look him up on Facebook. He looks exactly the way you think he's going to look. <laughs> just mean, <laughs> scowling at the camera. Probably got some swastikas somewhere. He's just mean. You could tell when kids are a little off early. Y'all oh, need yeah. to get them back yeah. on the path. Because somebody was angry a long time ago. Now he's just out here mm-hmm. being horrible. So that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So when it comes down to hip hop and rap, and I think we have to separate hip hop and rap from R&B. Like yeah. R&B, y'all just gave up on words. Hip hop and rap gave up on like principles and motives and things. Messages. And messages. R&B just said, we don't need words. Let's just not have words anymore. I was like, there used to be like, like no. ballads. Let's have Neo on this video dancing around the room putting on hats. <sighs> and that's going to be a song. Okay. Okay, Neo. Sure. Neo tried so hard. He was so worried. I just, I'm like, we're out of things to listen to. I feel like his eyebrows are so heavy. Like, it just seems like it takes so much for him to keep his head up. Just sexy. Pick your head up, Neo. (laughs) (laughs) Poor baby. (laughs) He made a whole song about men's domestic violence, and we bopped it. Because he was like, when you're mad, it's literally about her beating the daylights out of you. And you're like, you're so sexy when you beat me. Like, wait, wait, Neo. What do you cry for help? I think so. And the next one, and the next one, he sings sexy love. And the video is them like at home, not doing anything. They get an eviction notice. I'm like, this is manipulation. This isn't fun. Somebody needs to talk to Neo. Somebody needs to take him to the doctor. Oh, poor baby. Chris Brown out here losing his mind. Oh, God. Chris Brown. Poor baby. Somebody needs to beat him up. Anytime you start out before you turn 16, you need to, somebody needs to come alongside you. You need a mentor at all times. Yeah, because he's just lost his entire mind. Now, Usher's out here losing his mind, charged me $795 for these derby tickets. I'm not paying that. I'm not here for that. I'm really torn. Don't you have the herps? No, he doesn't. It was, turns out he didn't have them. Okay. The little girl said, she said that he had it. She ain't never even slept with Usher, but she ain't even got herpes. She's like, I could have had the herpes from Usher. Girl, take your 15 minutes and put it in your back pocket and leave. Like, Usher is, first of all, I'm not even going to lie, Usher's still cold. Like, not in the face, but the boy can sing. Yeah, he can sing. He can sing. And he has his move. He's amazing. Yes. He came out with a couple songs. You're like, Usher? But there is no, look, 8701 and Confessions? You can't pretend like that didn't, that was not life changing. <laughs> it did change the game a little bit. 80, oh, the, the name of the album was 8701 because it came out in 87 and then it was 01. Mm-hmm. Every single time Usher comes out with an album, something happens in my life that I'm not necessarily okay with. But like yeah. you, I, can, I can mark my whole life with Usher albums. <laughs> damn. I mean, That's damn. Right. I'm it's, so sorry. it's fine. Can it's okay. edit that? <laughs> We'll, we'll give you a pass. You get two passes. How much bourbon did you put it's in not this? Any, it's not that much bourbon. I said two fingers. It was not even that Again, much. Again, phrasing. I'm talking about the bourbon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Your mama gonna kill you. <laughs> she gonna listen to this podcast and be like, gonna, Dominique. No, I she just, won't be mad. She's gonna be amazed. She's used to, she knows, look. We gotta teach our parents about podcasts. Mom knows I'm me. I'm not changing. Ever. This is what I am. This is who we've been. This is why she just looks at us and shakes her head like, y'all just out of line. Like we have conversations. When we're at our house, all, like all three of us, mm-hmm. we have the most outrageous and off yeah. the wall conversations. Yeah. And they venture over into just straight Which is vulgar. why the day I come over there, the whole house gonna blow up. And then she walks, she's walking in the room and she hears something and she's, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Y'all not gonna talk about that. What are y'all? Mm-mm. Y'all, these ain't even my kids. <laughs> all right. These were great. I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm going to listen to this myself and just fall out laughing. I know. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot wait. So to end this, we're going to have the breakfast breakdown. 
which just a couple questions about you. What do you prefer? What do you like? Just to give the listeners a little taste of who you are. I already know because you're crazy. First of all, she's probably the second biggest Cards fan I know because LJ is the first and then it's Dominique. LJ hands down. been going through a poor thing. Just hug him. But just I'm going to tell him. you, he is, that column he does is amazing. Shout out LJ the fiasco. Bucket hat king. Shout out LJ. He's, he's yes. The, so I introduced uh, Dominique to my boy LJ. He uh, writes for the Crunch Zone. He's you know a sports commentator. He's phenomenal. He also runs a little shady podcast called the <laughs> Potluck Podcast. Again, I, like I said on his episode, it's not PG. It is not for the faint of heart. It definitely has all the vulgarity and the foolishness. But they are about that foolery. And so I introduced Dominique to it because she's about the foolery too. And ever since then, she's been calling me like these fools is nuts. Oh my god. Yeah, they are. They're ridiculous. I got to finish listening to this week. I only listened to half of it. So. Real quick, the breakfast breakdown. Basketball or football? Mmm, caught I you. I love them both so much. Oh, you only get one. Probably football. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, all right, cool. Um, fly or drive? Fly. Mm. See, People that's what... drive, no. <laughs> You're not trying to deal. No. I feel you. Yeah, everybody needs... stuck behind somebody with an Indiana tag doing 55 in the left lane? Every single day. They On should... the Gene Snyder. Why are you over here? I want a wall. Build the between and no, you can't come here. No, because they can't drive. You're I don't not, know what happens. You can't I don't know what happens across the Ohio. Like I don't even know if they get allergies the same way we do, but they need to stay over there because it's ridiculous. They did get their side of the expressway finally finished. They got their side of the um the walking bridge done. Took them like an extra year. I'm like, you knew this was gonna happen. Because it was like how they drive. Slow <laughs> and aimless. And they just, just sitting over watching our fireworks, sucking down our derby festival. <laughs> Jeez, India, Indiana. So we were driving one day. We're going to Indiana. KS goes, do the people in Indiana speak Indian? No, okay. No, mm. See, right there. Okay. Put that so, in the book. Orange juice or apple juice? Orange juice. You are so, like, you're so adamant. <laughs> so much eyebrows with this. I don't, I've never really been a big apple person. That's fair. I don't like apple pie. Don't want apples in my food. No. Like when I'm slicing those potatoes, those ain't apples, are they? No, they're Every potatoes. Every once in a while, I might have an apple. But that's... But not often. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really mess you up. You know what my favorite snack is? Sliced apples with cheddar cheese and wheat thins all together at the same time. Yep. Okay. So now we're not friends. So karaoke or soul train? Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I was raised wrong. Um, karaoke or soul train line? Soul Train Line. Hey. Yes. Do you have a go-to karaoke song, though? It, the, you're going to laugh. I probably am. You're going to die laughing. <laughs> Everybody who hears this is going to I hope it's like Born in the USA no. by Miley Cyrus. Mm-mm. Everybody wants to rule the world. <laughs> like, everybody. <laughs> you just got so pumped. You was ready to go right there. You had the mic and everything. <laughs> you, do the do's, you do all the do's, don't you? Do. <laughs> That's why you like it, weirdo. That was our. That was my baby shark. <laughs> yes. Listen. That, see, everybody wants to rule the world. Was baby shark before baby shark? That was shark. mom's fault because she worked at that radio station. Yeah. With the white kids. Yeah. And they got you. To that pop on like what's it? AMZ or HAS on the way to work. So I had AMZ. all the stuff. Wayne yeah, she Sean. worked for AMZ. I forgot about that. Yeah. Dance hall days. I knew that with two. You are so old. God, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, cleaning or cooking? If you had to do one, because they're both awful. I hate them both equally. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I guess cooking, I need that because you have to eat to live. Well, But then you also don't want to have a hoarder's house. Ooh. 
I just rent a dumpster every year. You know that, right? I need to start coming to the dumpster. Dumpster Palooza. Bring your stuff. Can we put people in there too? Uh, So I tried that and they don't take it. They charge extra to take people, especially if they're not alive. And then the police show up. It's just, it's a mess. So don't do that. Well, again... Thanks so much for coming out. This has been ridiculously fun. This was hilarious. I've had way too much fun. Um, if you want to hit up Dominique, she's never on Instagram, but you're more than welcome to shout her out. She is at NeneMac77, N-I-N-I-M-A-C-77 on Instagram, Dominique McMurray. She's a great friend of mine. I'm glad that she stopped by on the podcast. She lives in my neighborhood, so she'll like ride by when I'm outside. i be like, hey! I'm like, stop yelling at me in public, you like, weirdo. Uh, look, that other night, you look so sketch. Because you were out here with this, it's dark outside. You got this hoodie. I was like... Thanks for saying that. So I, I slowed like down and you turned around and I saw that you had like boobs yeah. and I was like, Breastuses. oh, that's her. Yeah. Wow. You look like a dude, Kanisha. Like, Way to go. <laughs> like literally that's when she yells at me. <laughs> what up? I'd be like, oh my gosh, you are so ratchet. I have to be that embarrassing friend. It's like having an older sister that's just not physically related to you, but related to you in every other way. Like her mom is still Aunt Dewan. Like that's my Aunt Dewan. Like there's no question about it. So I, again, like Leah I said, Leah, so much, she said my dog has a roller wrap because I have a, I have like a wavy Rottweiler who's Why real extra. Like it's, it's dope, y'all. I'm telling you. She's the worst. If she was black, she would have Indian in her family. <laughs> That's what her fur is like. <laughs> You're the worst. Like it waves, like it waves and feathers and everything. She has a silk press. My dog has a silk press. That's, it's like an extra $20 to get that. Hands down. Hands down. I have to wrap her at night. <laughs> she sleeps in a, she sleeps in a. She has a Tupac head. It's silk. She sleeps in a silk dog bed. Keeps it all smooth. I can't with you anymore. You have to leave. She probably sneaks and listens to you while y'all sleep. 100%. I get around. (laughs) She listens. She just have the best finger waves. Y'all gonna come downstairs one day. She gonna be in the kitchen with like a fork. (laughs) Me and my girlfriend. Look at me. Shut up. Stop speaking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, you almost at the end of that bourbon. So, so now I want to know, what do you think? If you're a part of Gen X and you are tired of being overshadowed, or if you feel like we left anything out, what do you think Gen X brought to the table? And also, like, what has been your contrast between hip-hop and rap, R&B from the 90s to today, from the 80s to today? What really changed? Go ahead and throw me your comments because I know y'all got them. Everybody out here that listens is Gen X anyway. We all a little crazy. So give me your feedback on that. Let me know what you think. You can always hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com uh, backslash Makey Pancakes. On Instagram, we're at Makey Pancakes. And you can always throw me an email at makeypancakespodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again for coming by. I loved it. I'm so glad. Holla at your girl. Now you got amazing. pancakes in your system. Yay. Living the dream. Take a couple home because I made a whole stack, you know, on the new on the new griddle. Living the dream. I'm here for this. All right, guys. So until next time, I look forward to having you all back with us. And remember, when life gets you down, pour a little cheer up on your pancakes. Let's go.